Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. This week, we're going to be talking about why vulnerability matters so much in your walk with God and how it could actually be the thing that can pull you up out of a hard place. So following up from last week, we were talking about taking it to God, giving it to God, and just really allowing that space and opportunity for you and God to have an open dialogue and for you to be real and raw with him. Now, shortly after that episode, I went through a rough patch of days, y'all. I have been struggling, (laughs) struggling these last couple days with my faith, with continuing hope, with not being disappointed, um, and with not looking at my circumstances as if they are my God, as opposed to looking at my God to dictate how I look at my circumstances. So... I've come to just share a little bit of what has helped me. I've come to just almost vent a little bit. (laughs) Is that okay? Um, And just let y'all know what's been going on on the back end. So essentially, just to make a long story short, or as my friend Alexis says, a fat story skinny, (laughs) I have been struggling in like every area of life. Friendships even, career, finances, romance, fitness, overall health, sleep. Like I've just been going through it. I don't know what in the world has been going on, but I truly have felt like I've been getting it from all sides. And not only that, that God was leaving me hanging on all sides. I remember I told you guys about this job that God had given me a vision for way back in March, April-ish. And I don't know if I told y'all, but I did get the position or a position. It wasn't exactly how I envisioned it, but um, I later found out that they are only paying me half of what other people are making. Yeah, yeah. So I had to grapple with that because I was really struggling with understanding how you could give me a vision for something and seemingly there's no provision there's no abundance there's no favor it didn't seem like your hand is on it at all like how could you tell me to go somewhere for people to mistreat me um so I was struggling with that reality and then I just been going through some love life issues as we all are child being Christian and single in this generation in this time of life is extremely hard (laughs) and There are a lot of um, disappointments and setbacks and things that you have to work through on that end. And then financially, y'all, I just feel like I'm dang near in the same place I was last year financially. And that's really, really frustrating because I've really been feeling like I've been super obedient with what he's been asking me to do with my finances, with my career and all those things. And I'm just not seeing the fruit yet. So it's been super hard. It's been super hard. I'm not going to say it hasn't been, but I say all this to say, I just wanted to let y'all into what I was feeling. And if anybody else is feeling similarly or has been going through what they feel like is attack after attack after attack or disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, and they have found themselves in a pit. Okay. We all have valleys, but there are some pits in the valley where it's like, I was already not on the mountaintop, okay? I already wasn't in the super best situation, but now 
I have reached what feels like an extreme low. So I'm speaking to that place today. I'm speaking from that place today because though I have allowed myself to process how I felt about it for the past 48 hours, crying and, you know, talking to God and all those things, I don't feel like it's been 100% dealt with all the way, but I'm working through it and I will keep y'all updated. So from this place, um, I sat down to record this episode earlier today and I recorded about 20 something minutes and I hated it. I hated the episode. I felt like I was just rambling. There was no point. I didn't feel like it was edifying for anybody. And I feel like I was just complaining. So I ditched that. I'm now re-recording at 1 (laughs) a.m. Because I do have to get this out for you guys. And I want to get this out for you guys. And I went back at a previous notes that I had written for These Are the Valleys. Just ideas, show ideas, episode ideas, things like that. And I saw this one that stood out to me. There is a version of victory in the valley. It is vulnerability. And I wrote, God wants to get you to a point where you can receive. In the valley, you become quieted, still, focused, and dependent on him. This is a recipe for spiritual vulnerability. He can't get something to you when you're ripping and running and in everyone's face. He needs you to get vulnerable, humble, and available. Y'all, I don't know when I got so wise, but (laughs) that really did something for me. And I don't know what kind of headspace I was in when I wrote that, but it, it, it really spoke to me. So I hope it spoke to y'all the way it spoke to me because that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. How I think there are times when we really have no choice but to depend on God. In whatever manner, in whatever manner, we have no other choice because the other choice is so bleak, so, so dismal. Or is it bismal? I think it's dismal, so disappointing, so dark that you have to have faith. And that is where I found myself. I allowed myself to mentally spiral for 48 hours. And where I found myself was in this decision. It came down to a decision. Was I going to go to God with everything I felt? Okay, not just the surface level, like, God, I'm mad at you. I feel like we could be doing better here. No, God, I feel like you're letting me down. I feel like my faith is wasted. I feel like, what's the point of being a Christian? What's the point of sacrificing and taking up your cross? If you're not going to see anything from it, what's the point in all that? Like, I went that deep. I'm just being vulnerable here, guys. I'm not saying that's the best thing to do or the best place to be or suggesting that you do the same at all. I All I can do is tell y'all my story. So I got to that point and it was in that point that I realized I had to make a decision. Was I going to continue to be an active Christian? Because I think there are a lot of times where people check out and they go, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep going to church because I know that's right. And at the end of the day, I wanna go to heaven. I don't wanna go to hell, so... Here we are, but as far as you actually having me as a vessel, 
and me actually taking up my cross, I'm not doing that no more. I'm about to take my life back in my hands. And that's just that. And I had to decide to stay in it. I had to decide to hold on. And what made the decision for me was actually reading the word. Now, I thank God for his grace and his mercy through this time. Not only do I have community, right? But I also still had the love for the word. Because if you know me and y'all been listening to this podcast for a minute, y'all know I'm a Bible nerd. I actually really, really love the Bible. So I never lost my passion and my desire for the Bible. I just wasn't talking to God. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to worship. But I continued to read my Bible. So I was reading the Holy Spirit actually brought to my remembrance yesterday, Psalm 40. If y'all have never read the chapter of Psalm 40, straight bars, straight bars. And David, the author of this Psalm, spoke right to me when he was like, blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who do not look to the proud or turn aside to false gods. I remember specifically while I was spiraling, I was like, God, how is it that I'm in such a terrible place? But people who don't even believe in you seem to be flourishing, seem to be getting all these things for their life, seem to be in moments of success, seeing things that I want to see, and they don't even serve you. The people with the rocks, Lord, the rocks. (laughs) Like, let's be real. That's where I was at. I was like, people that are making strides in their own strength are eons ahead of me. Eons. And where am I? If I look around in my circumstances, I'm in the same places I was in last year. The same exact places. The only thing that's changed is the internal. And at this point, I'm tired of that being all. You get what I'm saying? So... When I read this verse, it really hit hard and it really convicted me. And I feel like this was the beginning of God softening my heart. Now, I believe I talked about this last week, how we need to go to God and tell him um, how we're feeling and then allow him to soften my heart. So after I had got off the mic that day, I prayed for God to soften my heart. And it was like I went through an even... um, I went through a hardening where my hard heart got even harder for a couple of days before last night when it finally became soft again. So that was the start of the softening. It was conviction. It was conviction and allowing myself to be convicted, right? So in that moment, I realized just how arrogant I was being. Yes, I do not have x y and z but i do have elemental p and these come first in the alphabet hello is this thing on i need y'all not to miss that i was worried about not having x y and z but not seeing that i had elemental p and in your alphabet chronologically elemental p comes first You can't expect God to change your external before he's done with the internal, okay? And I'm only saying this, I remember I'm in the same place as you right now. I'm in the same place as you where 
only the internal seems to be changing and the external seems to be exactly the same. And I told y'all I was tired of it. Okay. I'm still working through being tired of it, but now I have the insight to understand that if God's still working on the inside, can you imagine what's going to be done on the outside? He is taking his precious time with the inside because there's genuinely someplace I need to be. And the only way, the only way that he's going to get lasting change is to go deep inside. And so this is why I found myself really valuing those words that vulnerability was the goal here. Because unless I go deep enough inside myself to see what my pain, what my disbelief, what my disappointments really are at their root, which for me was arrogance. I don't know what it is for you, but that's what it was for me. Then God can't do nothing with that long lasting. If he only reaches the first two layers and there's 411 then of course the change is going to be small, but it won't be significant and it won't be long lasting. So I realized now, like I had to get to that place where I was questioning everything. Like, do I even really still want to be a Christian? Would I want to be a Christian if God never gave me abundance? Would I want to be a Christian if God never gave me fortune, success, fame, Whatever your thing is, fill in the blank. Would you still want to be a Christian? And I think that since I had gotten to such a deep root and point in my faith at that moment and in my walk at that moment, it really showed me my hand. And the the thing that I saw, the flaw that I saw in myself was I'm still living, I'm still breathing. The same God that kept me that I got on here on episode one, giving glory to for sustaining me when I was only making $700, the same God, now that I'm making a couple hundred more, but still we all know in America, that's not a whole lot of money, you know what I'm saying? But um, that same God, why can't he sustain me still? And the thing was, I got impatient. It was impatience and pride at the root of all that I was feeling. I got impatient and I got prideful because I felt like you owe me. Isn't that funny? You, God, creator of the universe, author of my salvation, you owe me something because I have acknowledged you and I have decided to love you back and I have decided to finally do something that will help you and help your kingdom and help people around me. And now you owe me. That's how that works. That's what that math is. You sent your son. You let your son be killed. Raised him back up for me. But now, since I've suffered for a year, quote unquote, suffered for a year, you owe me. And I know this is not what people like to hear. This is not a super encouraging message. This is not a, I don't know if this is uplifting, but I don't personally feel uplifted right now. I feel convicted. (laughs) Like... I want to, uh, do I want to encourage you? Mm, I don't really know, but I'm just putting it out there. For me, how I was able to get past it was to dive deep into it. 
and to really allow myself to be vulnerable with myself and to really allow myself to get to a point where I did question it. And I did face that black and white choice that make a left turn or right turn that fork in the road. Are you going to continue to choose to be a Christian? If I never do anything for you ever again, will you continue to do that? And I'm going to be honest. I don't like that question. <laughs> I don't like that question at all. Because what you mean if you never do anything for me again? You know what I'm saying? Like, now hang on, Lord. You got some promises in this good book that I'm really hoping that you will really hold on to now. And I'm not saying that God is saying, I will never do anything for you again. You still need to be obedient to me. Because at the end of the day, God is such a good, merciful, faithful God. He does genuinely want us to live, quote unquote, good lives by his standard. But what he can't work with is a vessel that wants to do what the vessel wants to do. Because then you're not a vessel. You know what I'm saying? Like. You can't come and say, hey, I'm going to work for you. And I'll be like, cool, can you do X, Y, and Z? And then you'd be like, mm, I really want to do elemental P. And it's like, uh, but you came and offered yourself to me. And now you're mad that I'm using you according to how I want to use you. And you're demanding that I do something else. You get what I'm saying? So I guess what I want y'all from t- to take away from what I've been through, what I'm still realizing, I don't think that this is the end of my my journey with this or my working through of this is that one, you need to allow yourself to be vulnerable with yourself first and then take that like to God and allow him to do what he has to do to soften your heart because he can't soften a heart that's only revealed its surface. He has to go deep in that guy to truly soften it with long lasting results. Two, when you do become vulnerable with yourself, I really want you to look at the reflection that you see at that point and let it convict you. Let it. Because I I saw that verse and I was like, "Mm." but when I really thought about it, that's exactly where a lot of the the symptoms of what I was feeling was coming from comparison. And we're going to talk about that another day. But um. Looking at other people who don't believe in Jesus and then looking at me and being like, well, what in the world? What's happening? Hello? (laughs) You leaving me all red, my boy. What's going on? And then three, I really want you to to meditate on on where you're at. Now, how I did this was with Psalm 40. I'm going to stand by that. I'm sticking beside that. Okay. I'm going to be sticking beside that for a minute because that chapter really did some things for me. But then also I went into worship time, which I haven't done in a really, really long time. I put on some praise and worship music for real. And I was listening to Take Me to the King by Tamla Mann. And when Shorty says, truth is I'm tired. Options are few. I'm trying to pray. And where are you? That hit different. (laughs) It hit very, very different. I'm all churched out, okay? Like all of it, all of it. So I want to encourage you to find worship music or praise music or whatever, but music that speaks to exactly where you're at because there are there's Christian songs out there like that that talk about that point where it's literally like, I don't have nothing else to give you because you're not hearing me and something's wrong and I'm upset. 
And I'm church that I don't want to do this fake Christian act no more because I don't feel like being a Christian right now. So what's going on? Somebody take me exactly to the king because we beefing. We must be beefing. You get what I'm saying? So when I say I want y'all to meditate on that place, like I really want y'all to read scripture. Okay, we talked about how to control your emotions before we talked about giving your emotions to God. But in this moment, I'm talking about the things that are the resources that you can turn to that specifically speak to where you're at and allowing yourself to feel that and then feel the conviction of what comes after. At the end of Psalm 40, David reminds himself that God is his God. He's his helper. He's his deliverer and he will not delay. At the end of the song, Tamla Mann is talking about taking me to the king because she knows that that's where her healing and all her, her solutions are going to be found. It's going to be at the king's feet. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not encouraging y'all to sit here and go to the point of, oh, I hate God. I'm not a Christian no more. I'm deconstructing my faith like forever. No, 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 no. You know, I think it's healthy to question your faith and healthy to question how deep your love and commitment goes and remind yourself of who it is that you are committing yourself to and who it is that you have faith in. Remind yourself. Um, Real quick, just because it's on my heart, it makes me think about, I think it's Mark 4, 35, which starts the story of Jesus calming the storm where he was traveling across the sea with his disciples he, first of all, he told him to travel across the sea with his disciples. And then this big old squall came up and I say a squall specifically because that's what, exactly what it says, a squall. So I decided to look up that word, what a squall was, because I didn't know what that was, honey. I speak regular English. And I found out that it is a very, very short lived storm. It's very intense. Usually lasts um, at most 30 to 60 minutes, no longer than an hour. That's what a squall is. But it is very intense and it's localized, y'all localized which means it's not going to travel it forms in that specific place it stays there and then it dies down in that specific place and um i did some bible study on this with the girls last week and we were talking about how man sometimes we are going through squalls ourselves, where it's like god told us to go to this destination but to get there we have to go through what seems like an extremely intense storm and it's not going away anytime soon but that's because we're being impatient if we could see the grand picture we would see that in about 30 minutes we would be outside of the storm right and so the disciples of course the boat starts flooding and stuff so they go run and wake up jesus and like do you not care if i die whoa whoa didn't that escalate did they ask for help did they did they ask him to help them throw water off the boat did they ask him to do a miracle? No, they said, do you not care if we die? And I very much so resonate with the disciples because at the end of the day, baby, when it comes to a dramatic statement, I'm gonna make it. And I'm gonna be like, God, do you not care if I die? For real, because that's how I was feeling. These past week, I was definitely feeling like, Lord, do you not care if we die? For real, for real. And so Jesus wakes up and of course calms the storm. And then he was like, do you still have no faith? Hmm. Y'all, that hits every time. Do you still have no faith? Here I am sitting, okay? Well over a year after I've begun in the valley season, I've been on this podcast time and time again, over 20 episodes of testimony after testimony of what God been doing. And I'm still sitting here like, do I really believe this Christian stuff, man? Like, <laughs> like 
it's really a joke. It's a joke, bro. We're jokes. Like, oh my goodness. I'm not even gonna say we. I'm a joke, bro. I'm not even gonna put y'all in my mess. But it's quite laughable. It is quite laughable that the same God from last year, it's the same God as this year. And here I am crying and throwing up, wondering why, like he has forsaken me and left me. Um, When in fact, he has done none of those things. So I tell this story at the end, just to give y'all a picture and a remembrance sometimes, not to belittle what you're going through. Because the, at the end of the day, the boat was flooding. Okay. It did look like they was going to die. But I want to encourage y'all and leave us on this note. Don't forget who's in your boat, okay? Do not forget who is in your boat. Go back there and ask Jesus for some help, okay? And let him calm the storm. I'm not saying it's going to be immediate, okay? Because they was definitely in that storm for a little minute before Jesus calmed it. But I just want to encourage you guys to continue to go back to the source. Dig really deep. Get vulnerable with yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and see where you're going wrong. Because at the end of the day, God is not a bad God. Sometimes we just some bad followers. And that's just that on that. I said it and I meant it. (laughs) All right, y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all next week. I hope y'all got something from this. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet. But for now, these are the valleys. Bye.